the argument to be made for not drafting an offensive lineman at 23 overall. I'm going to discuss it. Plus, should the Cardinals trade up, trade back, or stay put? All that and more on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Come on in. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for everybody who listens. Thank you, specifically, you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. You can also check me out on Thursdays, Locked On NFL. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you so it's going to be a little bit more draft centric than i have been as of late uh you know that i am team draft offensive lineman at 23 overall now this could 100 percent be split into draft defensive lineman at 23 overall as well um there was a (laughs) there was something that came out on twitter um it was from timo risk uh from pro football focus and before I show it to you, I'm just going to paint a picture. It's not ideal for my thoughts on the Cardinals drafting a wide receiver at 23 or drafting an offensive lineman at 23 overall for a couple reasons. One, it shows once again Steve Kimes' struggle with drafting. Um, I'm going to put it lightly today. I'm not going to put his feet to the fire today. Um, Maybe I'll take a day off. Uh, It's not ideal. It says the Cardinals are in the 40th percentile when drafting offensive linemen over the last handful of seasons. For those on YouTube, here it is. This is, again, from Timo uh, Risk uh, at PFF underscore Moo on Twitter. Um, 40 percentile. Between 35th and 40th percentile since... 2014. So, uh, since Steve Kime's been GM. So, this makes you think. And we'll get into should they trade up or trade back in the last two segments of the podcast. It makes you think, well, why would you draft an offensive lineman here? Why would you trust Steve Kime to draft somebody that will protect Kyler Murray effectively? I... I've been struggling with trying to figure out how to trust Steve Kime. I, I've really been like, I've really been thinking about it, thinking about the positives, thinking if any of them can outweigh the negatives. And when I did my critiquing uh, Steve Kime podcast last week, I was struggling then also. You know, I I don't do this on, <laughs> like, I try to find the positives with him. I truly do. From the bottom of my heart, I truly do. And it's very difficult. Because you're constantly reminded of the co- pretty much complete and utter futility that the Cardinals have dealt with through the draft. It's, it's you know, you put out this great game plan. You know, we have podcasts here, podcasts everywhere. And like, well, now Steve Kime just has to execute it for the first time. Period. 
you know, sure, of course, exceptions to the rule. Kyler Murray, Buda Baker. Um, people are saying that Byron Murphy was a home run. I it's yet to be determined for a second round pick. But when you're in the 30 to 40th percentile of scouting offensive line talent and then drafting offensive line talent, it leads me to believe that they shouldn't be drafting an offensive lineman at 23 overall. Not his fault that Jonathan Cooper had that severe injury early on in his career with the Cardinals. Um, but, you know, I, I guess you give him credit also for drafting offensive linemen in late rounds because it's obviously it's more of a dart throw Michael Manette last year. You know, I mean, so they haven't drafted many first-round picks that were offensive linemen aside from DJ Humphreys and Jonathan Cooper during his tenure. Um, say what you want about that. That could be a problem in and of itself. And there are 25 or 26 other teams that drafted offensive linemen with more success than the Arizona Cardinals. So sure, there are some outliers here. And Steve Kimes had some trouble. Uh, Brennan Andre Smith. Justin Pugh has been fine. Um, he's had his ups and downs, you know, injuries and on the field. Took a pay cut to stay here. So you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt for, for taking a pay cut and wanting to stay in the desert. Overall, though, it's really making me question if offensive line is the right way to go because I'm worried that he's not going to choose the right one. The right one is Zion Johnson, in my opinion. Feel free. Well, what do you know about football? Have you ever been a GM? No, but I'd probably be outside of the 40th percentile if I had my crack at drafting offensive linemen. So with should the Cardinals move up or move back or neither coming up later in the podcast, just think about Steve Keim and the trust we must continue to have in him to succeed where he has failed so much in the past. Now, sure, there are definitely some TBDs. You know, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. I, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Simmons had, took a leap last year. If he can take one more, he'll be in the Pro Bowl conversation. The same percentage leap. Zayvon Collins couldn't see the field. Some blame Vance Joseph. I don't. I just don't think Zayvon Collins was ready to play. So at 23 overall, should the Arizona Cardinals package picks and move up? I will tackle that next here on Lockdown Cardinals. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, this is fun, man. I love talking Cardinals. I love talking about this. I love that we have, like, there's so much time left before the season starts, and so much time has passed since free agency started. We can say it's three weeks. It is the most important three weeks. People do overpay early on. We're well past that. We're well past that portion of the early stages of free agency. We're less than a month away from the draft, and the Cardinals don't have a full roster yet, which kind of worries me a little bit. What doesn't worry me is that betonline.net's got my back. Number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the, this week's Masters uh, Championship Odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Cardinals. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On Easy Cards. We've got some fun stuff coming up starting on Thursday afternoon. There will be a tweet that goes out 
from at locked on AZ cards on Twitter that will ask you what you'd like me to talk about come Friday. It's going to be fan Friday from here on through the draft. And I'm going to pick three topics that I like that people have uh, suggested. And I'm going to talk about them, whether they be off the wall, whatever. Friday is your show. And I will talk about what you want me to talk about. At Locked on AZ Cards, the tweet will go out. All you got to do is comment, and maybe I'll pick yours. Should the Cardinals trade up? So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to qualify both of these answers in both of the next two segments because, yes, they should, and they can't. And let me, let me unpack that a little bit. Because they traded for Zach Ertz, because they traded up for Marco Wilson, and because they didn't get a fourth or fifth round compensatory pick, the Cardinals have a huge gap in draft capital in the fourth and fifth rounds. If you want to see how many picks the Cardinals are going to have to wait between their third round pick and their sixth round pick, go do a mock draft anywhere online. Pro Football Focus, Draft Network, whatever. Go do a mock draft online. Do seven rounds and don't do the fast mode. Do normal mode. You will be able to make an eight-hour brisket between the Cardinals' third-round pick and their sixth-round pick when you do a mock draft online. It is a Grand Canyon worth of time between the Cardinals' pick in the third round and the sixth round. So they don't have capital to trade this year. And depending on what team they'd target, how far they'd have to move up. They'd be mortgaging the second and third from next year, probably. Or if they want to move up even further, they're first from next year. And that puts a lot of pressure with a draft light team, draft pick light team, to hit it out of the park. Should they? Yes. If they had all of their picks this year and they had a fourth and a fifth, and then they had their you know cavalcade of sixth and seventh round picks. Sure, might be able to make a deal. Okay, if you want to throw in a player, we could have a different conversation about that. I don't think that that's the best course of action for a couple of reasons. One, there are so, like so. Say I think the worst worst case scenario is the Cardinals trade up and draft a wide receiver because I understand the theory behind getting a young receiver and having him work out and having that rookie scout contract for the first handful of years. It's like drafting a rookie quarterback now because these guys are so ready to play so early. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, like right off the plane, they're ready to roll. Took Justin Jefferson a little bit longer, but I mean, you look at the emergence of T. Higgins and Jamar Chase right away, like these guys are ready to play. Not everybody's going to be at Jamar Chase's level, especially after sitting out a year. That blows my mind that he sat out a year and just came out. He's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a pro bowler, so you guys should draft me. Um, I think it would be a mistake uh, if they w- where they currently sit. If they're going to trade up and draft a corner, I, I don't see it. I don't like all positions are deep enough to where the Cardinals can get somebody at 23. That may not be their first choice. I always equate it to 
it being like you have the ninth pick in your fantasy football league draft where a lot of the decisions are going to be made for you. But there's this draft is deep enough, and the Cardinals have so many needs that need to be filled that they're going to be able to find somebody at 23, and it's going to be fine. Now, if again, if they had a fourth and fifth round pick, or you know, if they had accumulated picks from the past, sure. I mean, it's a completely different conversation, obviously. But if you're going to trade your first round pick and your second rounder next year to move up 10 spots, I mean, look at what happened with Philly and New Orleans. How much New Orleans had to give up to move up. They gave a, a future first and future second to move up. Draft picks are the most... I mean, I used to think that they're the most overvalued. Like, if you're trading for a player, a a known commodity, a star player, draft picks, fine. Trade them away. Because you know what you're getting. Most players to get drafted in the NFL are out of the league in under two years. You know, Steve Keim had a draft, like... DJ Humphreys was the first guy he gave a second contract to after those first couple first-round picks. So if you're trading for a known commodity, that's different. But if you're trading up to draft somebody higher, when you have really no idea if that player is going to be better than who you're going to get at 23. Obviously, there are some exceptions to that rule, but it's so much based on projection and molding from coaching staffs and having talent around that player that if you're going to give up future draft picks to move up 10 spots to draft a guy that you think is going to be good. It's like, I, I, I don't with how they sit right now. I think it is a bad move. It would not be correct. And I don't think they're going to do it either, but that's part of this exercise is should the Cardinals move up? I don't think so. I just think it would be a mistake. I mean, they have holes at, Edge rusher, pass rusher, corner, offensive line, wide receiver, running back, outside linebacker. So, everywhere. So, you need as many draft picks as you can get to try and fill as many holes as you can because it seems like at this point, they haven't done a whole lot in the offseason. Now, they brought in Darrell Williams yesterday. Um, I don't, I don't know what the game plan is here. Drew Williams was a third back with the Chiefs. He showed flashes. He was a fantasy darling for two weeks, I think. But then Derek Gore came in and took over for him. Like Derek Gore out of nowhere. You know, I don't know what the plan is, but I think keeping it simple and staying pat in the draft instead of moving up is the most effective way to build a roster out parentheses if Steve Keim can execute a B-graded draft. Do you think he can? Not rhetorical. Do you think this is the year? Let's hope so. Let's hope it's not top-heavy. Let's hope that he hits at 23. Let's hope he hits in the second and in the third. And who knows what's going to happen between now and the draft. But every second we inch closer to seeing with a 23rd overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals select, you're starting to see other teams form and the Cardinals stand pat. If you're standing pat, you're falling behind. It's just an interesting situation to be in. It's an interesting situation to witness. 
contract extensions for the head coach and the general manager. I guess I could argue why they got the extensions. Sure. Like I I think it's a it was idiotic, but I could argue the other side because any person that can that is strong in their opinions should be able to debate the other side. And I could debate the other side. Wins every year, they they more and more wins from the year previously. Uh they made the playoffs. Okay. It is definitely a green ribbon contract extension. Um but I could see it. Now, there's no pressure for Steve Kime to perform. There's no pressure for Cliff Kingsbury to perform, really. And sure, he they could get fired after a couple of years. Okay, cool. I get it. Uh, I still don't understand why it's a bad thing for GMs and coaches to be coaching and GMing for their jobs without getting an extension first. I just I, I don't get it. But this is where we are. This is the ecosystem we're going to be living in for at least probably the next thousand days. And coming up at the end of April, we're going to find out if Steve Kime can do something he's never done before, which is execute a complete draft. Should the Cardinals trade back from 23 to accumulate more draft capital? Is that a good idea? I'll rip into that next. RockAuto.com. So I need tail limits for my car. Uh, I don't want to drive to the chain storefront. There's one a couple miles away from me. I don't even know if the parts I need are going to be in stock. I don't know if the parts I need are going to be upcharged 30, 40, 50% for stocking fees or whatever the hell they want to do. RockAuto.com has got me covered. I, I'm wearing my basketball shorts right now. Full disclosure. I'm going comfortable today. And... I can maintain this attire while buying the tail lamps for my car. I go to rockauto.com. They're family-owned business. I feel like family. They've been online for 20 years. The prices are reliably low. What else do you need to hear? Go to rockauto.com. You can, I mean, just whatever you need. Whatever you need. Paint, carpet, tail lamps like I need, whatever. Cleaning supplies for your car. Go to rockauto.com. 20 years online, family-owned business. The prices are reliably low. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL Monday through Friday, man. National shows from a group of Locked On NFL hosts. Uh, I do the one on Thursday. It's a lot of fun. Get to talk sports for 25 minutes. That's not always including the Cardinals, even though it was jam-packed with Cardinals talk last year for varying reasons. Um, yeah, check it out. Free and available on all platforms. Should the Cardinals trade back? Qualifying this. would I'm, I'm gonna, This is not a rhetorical question. I will give you 10 seconds to answer in your head what you think, and then I will tell you what I think. Would you trust Steve Kime with more draft picks? Would you? Again, this, if they could move back five or seven spots and, you know, maybe Zion Johnson's gone and then, you know, uh, there are two or three receivers still there that they want to draft because I'm assuming they're going to draft a receiver and not listen to locked on Cardinals like they should. And you could pick up 
an extra three or an extra two late in the second round wouldn't be the worst idea, but it's really depending on who's there. It's it's like one. It's like that fun math again, fantasy football math, where it's like, okay, there are three picks left until mine. I have four players that I'm willing to take here. If the Cardinals have that situation, why not? If they get the right offer, I would leave it open and just decline if if there isn't a spot because you know that there are teams that went deep in the playoffs last year that are going to want to move up a few spots to nag to snag the guy that they want. The only thing you cannot play with fire. There are two players you want. You're moving back three spots. Those two players get taken. Crap. But depending on what the offer is, if they can pick up an extra two, I think you got to. I think you have to. But for this year's draft, not next year. You probably get offered a three this year or a two next year. You need players now. You need talent now. Because they're going to have to fill out the rest of the roster with with free agents. We're going to cost more than rookies. Contract-wise, you need as much young talent as you can get now. So... You asked me two questions. One, would you trade back five or six spots for a third-round pick this year? No. Would you trade back for a second-round pick next year? No. Would you trade back for a second-round pick this year? We can have a discussion. Let's talk about it. You're going to see Philly has a lot of picks. The Saints have a lot of picks. You're going to see players in the division from both of those teams be like, you know what? Let's see if we can get you up back into the first round and make a move. Now, that's not directly – the Cardinals aren't going to trade out of the first round unless they get, you know, a two this year and then a one and a two next year. Like, there's no way. Like, there's – it's a fool's errand to think that this that something isn't 100% possible. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I'll shout out my former liege, uh, Kenny Sargent, on that one. So, you know, we live in an alternate universe. But you need a second-round pick this year, in addition to trading back and staying in the first round. I feel like that's the only way the Cardinals would trade back because that means you can get three impact makers, and even though Steve Keim you know, isn't good at drafting players all, by all accounts. Um, I think we still have to do that. Now, Steve Kime has his strengths, okay? I, I say all the time, he's like Cliff Kingsbury. You put together a great trailer of a movie, but the movie's not good. That's That's both of them. You put together a great trailer of things that they've done that last about 45 seconds, but the extent of the movie is Garbaggio. It would, I mean, it would win all the Razzies. I still think that if the Cardinals can accumulate high draft capital this during this draft, namely a second-round pick, I think it needs to be considered. And obviously, it depends on how far they have to move back and whatnot. But they need to be sure to get an impact maker and not get cute in the first round. If it's moving back a couple spots, 
See how much that means to that specific team that wants to move up. Don't get cute. You need decision makers immediately. I mean, you need impact makers on the field immediately. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Hang with us. It's going to be really fun coming up. Fan Friday coming up on Friday. A tweet will go out midday Thursday. You leave your topic ideas. I will choose three, and I'll rip them through every Friday from here until free age, until um, until training camp. I'll be doing it, and it's going to be fun. Alex Clancy here, Locked On Cardinals. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. You're going to want to follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards if you want to get your idea in for what you want me to talk about on Friday. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Please be sure to make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker, they're insane. They'll give you all the information you need about the NFL Draft that's coming way quicker than any of us really know at this point. It's going to be here. feels like tomorrow. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. I will talk to you tomorrow.